everybody welcome back to prep talk live uh this is not gonna be episode 16 this is more like episode 16 and a half um i'm casey with cascadia dispatch and i think if if you look to my left or right depending on how you're looking at the screen you will notice that there is no second person right now um which is uh, which is kind of sad uh, but everything is fine as far as i know um today is one of those days where uh cliff and i you know traded some text messages this morning uh and then some things came up and i'm not sure if uh he's stuck in a meeting or if he is uh en route to a class or what's going on um but i have not heard from him so i figured i would jump on and uh normally you know we would just post a message but i figured tonight uh hey pony girl hey chuck how are you good to see you the, the friendly faces are here every week it's fantastic um, so I figured I would just jump on and let everybody know, uh, that we are likely going to be rescheduling this topic. Um, cause I think it's an interesting topic. Uh, pony girl is totally pony girl is here for me, for you, for everyone every week as, as expected. It's fantastic. Um, so yeah, so I think what we're probably going to do is postpone the, the big topics this week, uh, for next week. Hey, Jeremiah, great to see you. Um, we've got, we've got all the usual suspects are here, uh, except for, except for Cliff. We <laughs> have no top today, uh, but we have me. So anyway, so I just wanted to jump on and say hi to everybody. Uh, I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Um, I hope that, uh, you, if you were in the Northwest and it started to rain again, it's getting all gloomy and gross. Um, so, uh, hopefully where you are, it's a little bit nicer. It's a little bit better. Um, but just wanted to check in, let everybody know that, that the plan for tonight is a little bit shifted. Um, and I think we're going to, I'm going to come on and just let everybody know, uh, you, you know what? It is very likely that mom is pissed at him and he is having a timeout, uh, which I think we should ask him when, when we reschedule, whether it's, I don't know if it's going to be next week or if it's, uh, going to be like a couple days or whatever. Um, usually Cliff and I are pretty good about at least checking in on times and making sure that we, we know what's going on. But, uh, today is one of those things where I was just like, you know, I haven't seen, I haven't heard from Cliff and he hasn't responded, which means he's likely either mom is very pissed or he is probably in a meeting and can't get to his phone. So, uh, in that case, we are, uh, going to put off the topics uh for next week chuck i'm sorry to hear that rain is just when you get 24 hours of rain that's just a rough that's a rough way to live um as as someone from the portland area who enjoys or doesn't enjoy but has learned to live with massive amounts of rain uh it's just not fun it's not good um i actually i was gonna do my my uh one of my show and tells uh was kind of weather related it's more of a car thing um but we were actually the other day, it was super rainy and we needed umbrellas. And I was like, what is happening? We're from Portland. Why do we need umbrellas? This is so weird. Uh, but luckily, because we're prepared in our cars, I had umbrellas in, in each of the cars. So we were able to stay dry in the monsoon that existed as we were going from the parking lot into the building that we we're going into. 
Um, when we left the house, it was totally dry. And then when we got back, it was just soaking and then it was fine. Um, you know, random question for the chat. Do any of you guys have chickens? Uh, are there any pony girls just bragging right now? I mean, she's saying that, that they need rain, but let's be honest. She's just bragging that it's 79. It's like 60 degrees here. Uh, I actually went outside in between meetings today to just get some fresh air and get out of my office. Cause I tend to just kind of be in my office most of the day, either in meetings or calls or working. And then on my, on the stream at night, and uh, so I actually went outside and it was kind of sprinkling. And so it was cool enough that a sweatshirt was helpful, but it was not like balmy and wonderful and, and super word. Um, solar storm. Oh my goodness. I, I, I mean, it's a little different than a rainstorm unless, uh, unless you're talking about like solar storm, like it's so much sunshine. Um it, when I went to the University of Oregon. I'm not sure if you can see my Oregon duck. I'm trying to point from behind my Oregon duck up there. Um, but every time we have football games, they uh, <laughs> they they talk about at the beginning when they're introducing the players and everything else. It's a tradition to say that it never rains at Austin Stadium. Uh, and one year uh, we were having the the big game with Oregon State. It's a big rivalry game, and it was absolutely pouring it poured from the beginning to the end rain was sheeting off of the steps it was uh, just a, it was rivers everywhere and the guy on the uh on the intercom comes over and he goes and everyone's ready for him to say it never rains at Austin stadium even though we're watching it rain and pour and there's no even attempting this and he gets on and he said today's forecast is liquid sunshine because it never rains at Austin stadium so apparently uh, it, it, you know, maybe the solar storm is like liquid sunshine. I don't know. Maybe. Um, and yes, pony girl, I totally knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were just like, Oh, you know, if only we had some rain in this wonderful sunshine that we're having where it's warm and we're all in the pool and everything, as opposed to the rest of you people who are freezing and, and trying to just stay warm with blankets and things like that. Um, let's see. Uh, so Chuck said uh, that you can have them, uh, but you have two big dogs. So does that mean that the dogs would preclude you from having the chickens or that it means you can have them, but you have the dogs and the dogs would try to get at the chickens um, or would harass the chickens? Um, that would be a thing. Um, maybe rabbits. Um yeah, the, the the rabbits are an interesting thing. I've seen a lot of videos about rabbits and and especially like from a prepping perspective, like protein per pound or calorie per feed or that sort of thing. Like they're supposed to be amazingly efficient as a prepping meat source. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've never had rabbit before. So one of the things I probably have to do is to have rabbit at some point to know that. But there's uh the whole thing i'm i'm not too on my prepping journey i'm not too self butchering yet um so that would be a thing that you know i've thought about getting rabbits for manure for our garden because of it's amazing manure and you don't have to compost it you can just put it right on and it's amazing so i've thought about doing that um and it's one of those things it's like okay if everything goes south you could eat them as meat. And at that point, I would probably be forced to do the whole butchering thing. Um, but I haven't, I haven't got that yet. 
Um, I have seen some really cool setups where people have chicken coops and rabbits in the same spot. And so the chickens and the rabbits kind of live together and uh, the manure from one gets composted in with the manure from the other and it becomes this whole thing. Um, so that I think is also a pretty cool idea. Um, so, uh, let's see. Yeah. The dogs would definitely try to eat them. Uh, we have coyotes that run around, uh, behind our house. And so we have to have like a chicken fortress for, um, for our chickens. The, uh, and, and there was a thing, uh, so I, the pony girl is, is trying to get backyard chickens. Uh, it's always amazing to me how many cities don't allow backyard chickens. Like they just run around, like they allow dogs that are way louder and, and, and people take them and they get in everybody's yard and everything else. And the chickens just kind of hang out in the area that you put them in. So it's always interesting to me, like, obviously roosters are a problem, but if you're allowed dogs, it's kind of like to me, the cities that outlaw like cell phones for distracted driving, but it's totally fine for you to eat in your car or put on makeup in your car or, um, have an like a dog that's not strapped in that just keeps running back and forth i always feel like those things are as distracting if not more physically distracting than having a cell phone uh and it's not to say that i think that driving and talking on a cell phone should be legal i just always think it's interesting that they specifically have that and not all of the other stuff and so it's the same thing with chickens it's why would you outlaw chickens but like if it's noise, then shouldn't dogs be a problem? And if it's the like smell and everything, then shouldn't other things? Be? I don't know. It, it's always an interesting thing for me. Um, but uh, Chicago has always allowed chickens. Portland and and Beaverton, which is the suburb little city that, that we live in. Um, I, I think they allowed them. There was no real like definitive thing. And then they actually had a vote to allow them. So uh, Portland proper has some, some rules about it and then Beaverton. And then when you get to like the unincorporated areas of the County that surround it, you can have anything. So we have some friends that live a couple of blocks away that happen to be in the unincorporated County. Uh, they can have pigs and goats and cows and whatever they want. Um, but you go two blocks in and now all of a sudden we, we have to have only four chickens and they have to be this whole thing. And, so uh you, you have to have a chicken coop it's got to be this far away from the fences and all that sort of stuff um there is a lot of of that i have thought about talk, ca calling rogue and seeing if she has some meat chickens that we can add uh or not meat chickens milk chickens that we can add um but right now we have uh a few of them and our coop is falling apart uh we got a one of those pre-made coops from uh not not tractor supply um i got it we got it from coastal farm and ranch but they sell them all over the place they sell them at wilco and tractor supply and all that and got it we painted it with exterior paint because we knew it was going to get wet so we were like this will be fantastic and the first year that we got it up and got through winter time the rain got inside the roof and all of a sudden started to absolutely destroy the roof and the nesting boxes so we've managed to kind of keep it together a little bit. And this last year was really rough for the chickens because they were like, it was wet a lot more. 
And so the nesting boxes started to, to fall apart. So they couldn't really be up at the top and they couldn't really be. So we've been trying to kind of make it work. Um, and I think we are going, we're in the process now of trying to find a new coop for them. And we wanted them to be out mobile. We have uh, the area of our lawn. Uh, we've kind of slowly, we started with a larger lawn and kind of two areas of lawn in our backyard. And we have slowly started to maneuver it with, we put a deck on part of it up up at the top. So that's gone now. And then I took half of the down, uh, kind of the below lawn. We have like a terrace lawn. So imagine it's at the top and then down and over. So we took half of what was at the bottom and I put tomato trellises there. And so now we've got tomato trellises and and planters. So we only have half of our yard lawn left. And so we got a kind of like a kennel sort of a thing that we could put the the chickens in and they could kind of pasture. It was our it's our tiny pasture in our little urban suburban homestead with four chickens. It, I don't know how you can have an urban homestead with four chickens, but you know we're trying. So the idea is to let them be out there and and graze on the lawn and enjoy the the grass and the weeds and everything. And uh so now we're looking at you know instead of replacing the standing coop to actually get something that's mobile so we've been looking at some of the ones online. And so if anybody, if anybody's watching or if anyone watches the replay of this and has ideas for mobile chicken coops that they like or love, please go ahead and leave them in the comments because right now we're trying to decide between, I think it's the Eggloo and the Formex Snap and Lock. There's one group that does a mobile version of it. So we're looking at that. Uh, but I don't think we're going to go with a new wooden structure like that. Um, Yes, we are. We are trying to free range as much as we can in what is a very confined space. Um, we kind of our backyard has gone through iterations. When we when we bought our house, the couple that we bought it from were uh, elderly and they wanted no maintenance. And so it was river rock, uh, kind of like I would imagine Arizona landscaping would be. It was river rock from corner to corner. And we had to have all of the river rock removed, which was I think it was nine dump trucks full of river rock out of our yard to then put in uh, some lawn and some bark dust and sprinklers and bushes and all that sort of stuff. Um, and we got it all looking nice. And then we decided to start preparing for things. And so slowly the bushes have been replaced with blueberry bushes and currant bushes and raspberry bushes. Uh, so we're kind of going more of an edible thing. All the ground cover we've put in, We've started to rip it out and replace it with herbs like oregano and um, rosemary and lavender. So we're trying to kind of get that going. And then we've slowly taken over areas with new planter beds. So I think originally we there was nothing for a planter bed. And now we have a big kind of L-shaped raised bed. We have one, two, three, I think nine of the stock tanks, the uh, metal stock tanks that you can get at like tractor supply or coastal we have about nine of those that we've turned into planters that we've placed around the yard. We've added a couple of more, I would say slightly raised beds. Uh, it's on a hill, so they're not super high. They're kind of more made into the, the hill uh, on the other side. And then uh, we've got some in the front too. So we've kind of, the, the yard has kind of gone from moonscape to, hey, this will be fun for kids, to the kids no longer play in the backyard because it's so hot. So we're going to turn it into like a garden thing with chickens. 
And now the chickens are slowly taking over what's left of the lawn. So, um, yeah, chicken tractor is is what we're trying to go for. Um, I'm learning recently that my uh, ideas and things that I would like to do and the amount of time that I have to actually do those things and my mechanical um, do-it-yourselfiness do not necessarily equate to one another. So I'm having to kind of uh, to try and balance, um, hey, this is a great idea. I may actually have to have somebody do it for me because I just don't have time to do it, but I know what I want it to be versus, oh, hey, this is a fun project to do with the kids. And so we're going to do that and make that a whole weekend thing. So uh, the first coop we put together ourselves, this next coop, I think we're going to try and buy it, kind of put together um, as it were. Um, you can't, why can't you have acidic loving fruits? And plants, why? Why is why is that a, a thing that is bad? Um, you, you know, I I will also say, Pony Girl, I love the assumption that you would know think that I had planned on acidic versus non-acidic. Um, I, I kind of went to the the nursery and looked at what they had and asked them what would grow well and put it in. And if it dies, I either replace it or I try something new. Um, I should be better at like doing like soil testing and some of that sort of thing. Um, and we've been lucky that most of the stuff that we get grows pretty well. Our blueberry bushes are fantastic when they don't get burned out by the sun. Um, there are a couple of places in our yard that get super hot with the way that the sun goes. Not Arizona hot. I get that. But uh, as it relates to Oregon hot, it gets super hot. Uh, so we've had a couple of, of scorching, uh, you know, four or five days where it's 95 or 100 with really direct sun and it'll just scorch whatever is brand new. So trying to kind of build that up a little bit. But uh, in the most part, that's uh, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, our yard is not, I mean, our yard, our lot yard is pretty decent sized. Uh, I mean, it's not, we don't live on acreage or anything like that. We live in a suburb. I want to say our our lot is a third of an acre or a quarter of an acre, something like that. It's a standard suburban lot, not a smashed in townhome sort of, you know, reach across and get butter out of your neighbor's kitchen sort of a lot. But, um, but there's enough for, for some room. So we, we've, you know, kind of slowly built it out. Um, so I think, I don't know, I think it's probably 40 by 30 or something like that. Um, that's probably way underestimating. It's bigger than that, but, um, I'm bad with, I, I know like our deck general idea of, of how big our deck is, but when you expand it out to everything else, I kind of get a little bit off there. So, um, oh, well, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that, that your soil does not like berries. Um, we have, we have great, uh, it's the whole wine country thing, I think, but we have great berries. Um, so there's always, there's always tons of, of blueberries. The blueberry bushes go bananas. Um, we've had pretty good luck with raspberries and blackberries. We actually have blackberry bushes on one side of our fence, um, that are the thorny prickly kind. And then I've got a couple of the thornless ones that we're trying out to see how those work. 
Um, because nobody, you know, berries are great, but if you can avoid the, the sticking of them, like, why not? So we're trying those out. Um, the currants actually did okay last year. We're really hoping they get established. We've got some cherry bushes, um, cause I like to find random bushes that do things, but don't do them the normal way. So, um, our neighbor has a gigantic cherry tree with a bunch of, um, different strains of cherry or species of cherry. I don't know. I think cherries are a species. So different types of cherries that have been grafted on. So when the it's in bloom, there's four or five different types of cherries that are on this tree. Um, we got a bush cause we didn't want to have a big cherry tree. We got a bush cherry. It's a cherry bush. And so it's supposed to make cherries, but be a bush form. So that'll be interesting to see if that works. We also, um, got some miniature um peach trees that have been kind of hit and miss on actually making peaches so i think they need to get established so i'm hoping this year we really see some some decent peach production but that'll be an interesting thing to try we've had a couple of apple trees that do okay we had our first pear from our pear tree we've had the pear tree for like six years and it has never produced a pear last year we got a pear and we absolutely had a bite of that pair. Um, that was that was an amazing, most expensive pair ever. But we totally ate that pair. Um, we uh, we were out there. We saw the mason bees going. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, containers are fantastic. The fact that you have citrus now. See, I'm going to be jealous of that because I have always, since I started living on my own, wanted to have a lemon tree that would make lemons because I thought it would be fantastic. And I cannot get a lemon tree to make lemons for anything on the planet. Um, I have had multiple lemon trees uh, and they tend to look like they're going to die and then they come back. So we call them the zombie lemon trees because they just basically die down and we think that they're dead and I get too lazy to go take them to the compost bin to go take them away. And then magically the next year they sprout. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is the year that they make a lemon. And they never do. So uh, if anyone needs a lemon tree, I would be happy to hand them off because for whatever reason, I can't get them to grow lemons. But I would love for that to be the case. Um, pomegranates would be super cool. Mulberries are great. Um, I, I, we have some grapes. Our neighbors have a grapevine that actually grows across their fence and then actually it started going into our fence so we've kind of allowed that to happen because it makes really good grapes uh, but we actually got our first grape vine to try last year we're hoping it'll do something this year uh, it kind of grew and then stopped and so we're hoping it'll do more this year uh, we're also trying figs this year uh, we we got the tree last year. We're trying them this year hopefully it'll it'll do something. I don't know how long figs have to grow before they actually, become productive but we shall we shall see what happens there um but we do a lot of we try to do a lot of kind of the staples the broccolis the cucumbers we try to do pickling cucumbers we do um carrots and radishes uh kind of the low maintenance gardeny things we've tried to do leafy greens like lettuces and i keep having to try to move things around to find a spot for them because they just bolt so fast and get bitter in the sunshine so we tried a gutter garden for a while 
Um, I don't know if any of you have ever tried a gutter garden. That was an interesting little experiment. But we tried that. That was hit and miss. Um, worked okay for strawberries. Now we just have planted strawberries all over the place. So strawberries are everywhere. Um, asparagus. I put asparagus crowns in all of the beds everywhere because those take a while to go. So this is our first year where we're actually going to get to harvest some of them. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, we often do, I often do garlic and onions. Those are fun. The kids like those a lot. Um, it's kind of a fun thing to put them in in the winter and then get them again in the summer. Um, I did not do garlic this year. Um, I am going to do onions, but I think we'll do them from the little starts and not from, we don't do them from seeds, but the onion sets sometimes work and sometimes don't, but they sell the, the kind of pre-sprouted ones. So I think we're going to try those and see how that goes. Um, I'm not sure actually if what we do from a gardening perspective is any sort of like financially beneficial thing. It's more of a, Hey, this is fun for us to do. The kids like to do it. It's a fun family thing. And if we can actually make something with what we grow, that's fantastic. Um, zucchinis always work. The tomatoes are fantastic. Um, but we've kind of also over the years trimmed that down. So it used to be that we would do beefsteak tomatoes and we would do Roma tomatoes and everything. The beefsteak tomatoes never really worked out well. And the Roma tomatoes were great, but we would get like six or eight of them. We never got like a big harvest. So now it's all cherry and grape tomatoes and we do the indeterminate ones and they just grow and grow and grow. And we have more tomatoes than we could ever know what to do with. Um, so sometimes we'll like dehydrate them. Um, strawberries in hanging baskets is great and protecting them from the birds is critical. Uh, it's so annoying when you put, when you put things in your yard, you go to the effort to put things in your yard and then the wildlife decide to come in and just eat it all. Uh, it's like, come on, did you not, you didn't plant anything birds. You know, if you're going to at least bring something to the party, that would be nice. But all you do is come and eat our seeds and then you eat the fruit and the leaves and everything else. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so the wire around the baskets is really great. Do you get them? Do they, do they come off like a waterfall sort of a thing? on uh from the hanging baskets because that's a thing that i thought is always kind of fun um we have a couple of areas where we have uh strawberries now that kind of go down hills and by stairs and things so they kind of look um have a cascading effect to them uh so that's kind of fun uh we we enjoy that but then again like one of the things i found is that gardening is a great thing for the kids it's a great family thing so instead of doing all one kind, we'll go out and get four or five different types of strawberries and then we'll get the wild and crazy ones. So we have a couple of the white strawberries that are white with, with red seeds are like reversed. So the kids think that's fun. Um, we've done carrots, but then we also get the purple carrots because you know, why not? We do green beans, but they also make a purple bean. So we'll do that sometimes. Um, we also let the kids pick out, you know, what is the thing you want to experiment with? So uh, one year they wanted to try Brussels sprouts and one year they wanted to do corn. Uh, none of them worked out the way that we wanted to, um, but they were fun experiments and the kids like to see them go up and grow and then, you know, try to figure out why it was that they didn't actually work out the way that, that we had planned. But 
Um, but yeah, having the kind of the overflowing baskets is, um, is super fun. That's a, it's a great thing. My wife wants flower baskets. Um, she's always asking for flower baskets and we always remember it, but like after they've come out. So, uh, this year we might do a couple of those. Um, it's always difficult though, because you get them and you put them up and then after a while, because they're annuals, the flowers go away. So it's like, okay, we got the basket, we put it up and it was good for a week and a half and then the flowers go away. And so, um, it would be great if somebody came up with a flower basket that had really long lasting flowers or multiple flowers that would like flower in succession through the season, sort of an idea. Um, yeah, the kids, the kids absolutely love it. Um, that was one of the things that they really love. We go get potatoes and they get to pick out what potatoes and we've let them pick out different things. We have pink blueberries and we have, all kinds of stuff. And so they really enjoy it. Um, they love the the chickens. They don't love feeding the chickens because they're still, the height difference between them and the chickens is still not enough that they feel like they really are kind of dominating the chickens. So that's a thing that we're still trying to kind of work, work on and work through. Um, but yeah, I would say that the kind of the urban suburban homesteading thing has been a, a fantastic um, a fantastic thing for them. Um, I am very jealous of you, Chuck, that you were able to grow corn that was sweet as honey. We grew corn and it tasted like dirt. It tasted like absolute nothingness. It was just awful. Um, we were actually surprised that there were any corn that grew on our stocks, but when we took the corn and we took it in and we cooked it because you know, when you've, when you've tried to do it and you make the thing and you're like, okay, I actually put in all the efforts and I have made corn. So I'm going to eat this corn because we tried. Um, it did not taste good at all. Uh, so we were missing something there. But, you know, one of these days we might try it. I've heard that corn needs a certain amount of space and a certain number of stocks to actually work and grow the way that it's supposed to. And so I think that's one of our issues is we don't have enough space we don't have the suggested space for uh, corn to work the way that it should. So, um, you know, we, we kind of, I always look for things like, okay, if we can't do it that way, then is there like a weird strain of corn that would work? Or is there a weird strain of something um, that we could do in the yard that would be different that, um, that would work in our situation better um there are lots of dwarf strains of things and so we've always kind of looked look for one of those um <laughs> pony girl yes lots of fertilizer which is part of the problem is, is that i always get these great ideas of like hey we're gonna do the garden and then um and then some of the upkeep you tends to ha be required at times when i tend to be super busy and so then I missed the week and then it's all downhill from there. So, um, so yeah, so it may be worth a try to, to do corn and really fertilize the, the chickens are great for that though. We do take the chicken coop clean out and then we compost it. We got the big tumbling composters, which are amazing. Love those. They're fantastic. And so we'll compost the chicken manure and, and shavings and all that sort of stuff and put it out on the yard every year. And that and the worm 
castings. We got a worm bin too, which the kids love the worm bin. Um, so when we do those sorts of things, that's, that's super fun. Um, the kids like that. Um, uh, and it definitely works for, for the garden. Um, square foot gardening technique. Yes, we started, I started that a while ago. Um, and then I also watched a channel. Um, I don't know if you watch him, the, um, am I gardener? Um, I think he's from Michigan, but I think that's what the MI stands for. Um, he actually has a lot of videos on high density gardening. So, um, especially when it comes to like greens and stuff like that, of basically loading up a space, um, and making sure that you've got the fertilizer and stuff, but loading it up and then pruning and, and managing it in such a way that you actually get a much higher output. Um, so that's one of the things I've tried to do with certain things with the greens, um, with the tomatoes, um, with stuff that you're planting plants i'll try and kind of stack them in a way so that we can maybe get an extra zucchini plant or an extra cucumber plant and um and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't um but yeah he is fantastic his uh (laughs) i i saw him and he actually was the inspiration for a lot of my gardening stuff like um my seed starting setup um we have a little greenhouse which i'm gonna try to make I have recorded all of the parts to the video. I just haven't put the video together um, for our little seed starting greenhouse, which I love and works really, really well, way better than some of the metal ones that are out on the market. Um, I don't know if they still make it, unfortunately, but um, it's a fantastic wooden seed starting greenhouse with a really strong um, plastic coating around or plastic sheeting around it. That's the cover works out really, really well. So that one I love. Um, and MI Gardener gave me kind of a lot of the ideas for how we, how we did all of that. So, um, I love that. And yeah, he he does have seeds that are decent prices. Um, I love, I I love supporting him in any way that we can. Um, we also have a couple of local, uh, nurseries that sell seeds. So we try to kind of do that, um, and support, support local and then also support the the channels and the people who we love. So uh, if anyone's looking for seeds, MI Gardener has great seeds. He's a great guy. And some of his videos are amazing to, to see. Um, absolutely. Go check out his channel. Uh, see if you can find some on like the, the um, high intensity gardening. Um, he's got some great ones on, on greens and tomatoes and some of that sort of stuff where he's figured out ways of just overloading what you would think it would be and having really, really great success. So, so anyway, um, I want to thank you guys for hanging out. I was not planning on hanging out for this long, but thank you guys for, for hanging out. It's been wonderful. I've enjoyed our chat. I've enjoyed our time. Um, hopefully we will be back next week or later this week. I don't know. Whenever Tup decides to show up uh, or surface, we will do this. And if, uh, if for some reason he can't do next week, then we'll come back and um, I'll do kind of the topics that we were going to do today. We'll do those next week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. Uh, if you haven't already, don't forget to smash the like button. Uh, if you're new, because I see there's more people watching than Chuck and Pony Girl uh, and, uh, and Jeremiah. So if there's, if you are here and you're new, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. 
uh, hit the like button. We really appreciate it. Thank you all very much. Uh, this has been fun. I haven't done one of these by myself before. Uh, yeah, hopefully mom will not be pissed and he will be able to come out of his timeout and play with us again next week. So thanks again, everybody. Really appreciate it. We will see you uh, Friday or Thursday or next week sometime. We'll notify you and do the thing. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye-bye.